Welcome back to your next stop. I'm Juliette Hahn. Another great episode. We dive into Kristen Weinberg's story and how she started a charity organization called What's Your 50. This is brilliant. And it's also so inspiring the amount of people she has helped with just an idea when she was turning 50. You guys can find more information about What's Your 50 at whatsyour50.com or on IG, whats.your.50 or their Facebook page where you can also join in and get involved in What's Your 50. If you're looking to do more where you want to help, this is the place to do it. She breaks it down. She makes it so easy and gives you so many ideas that you can do help-wise with, with your time, your finances, or really just getting involved in your community and other communities more. So do not want to miss this. You guys know where to find me. I am JulietteHahn.com, or you can find me at IG. I am Juliet Hahn. You can find me on LinkedIn, Juliet Hahn, and all the other social medias at I am Juliet Hahn. This episode is brought to you by Together Women Rise. Together Women Rise is dedicated to ensuring that every woman and girl has the opportunity to live freely, pursue her dreams, and reach her full potential. They are a powerful community of women and allies engaged in learning, giving, and community building. Please visit Together Women Rise at togetherwomenrise.org to learn more and to join them. Have you ever been listening to your favorite podcast and that moment comes up and you think, oh my gosh, I need to share it? Well, now you can with Picked Cherries. What I love about Picked Cherries so much is that when I'm listening to my favorite podcast and that moment comes up that I want to share, I can take a snippet, which is called a Picked Cherry, and I can send that to my friends and family so they can get involved in the podcast that I love. It's almost like sending an IG or a TikTok available now, iOS and Android. If you're not picking cherries, are you really listening to podcasts? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your next stop. I say it every single time, and I know you get tired of hearing me say this, but I am so excited for my next guest. And what I love about this, this is not a social media media connection. This is actually our intern, who I adore, put us in touch because she knows a good story. So welcome, Kristen Weinberg of What's Your 50. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you? So happy to be here. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to have you here. And I know when we first spoke, what you're doing with What's Your 50 is really, really cool. So I'm going to shout out to everyone where they can find you. So on Instagram, it's what's.your dot 50. And that's like what's W-A-T-S dot Y-O-U-R dot 50. And then the website is whatsyour50.com. And I cannot wait to dive into this whole story of how this came about. So Kristen, what I always do, and I know you've listened to the podcast, some of them, I would love to know a little bit about your background, where you kind of grew up, if you went to university, uh, you know, where you are now, and then we can kind of get into the meat of the, the episode. So I grew up in Montgomery County, which is um, an affluent suburb um, outside of Washington, D.C. I'm married uh, for 23 years, and I've got three boys, twins that are 17 and an older son that's 18. So I popped out three kids very fast. I was very active in the PTA, very active in, you know, how do we help our world? And then the looming dun, 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 I was turning 50, was fast approaching. And that's where it all changed. 
I love it. I love it. So, and I remember when we talked, you had said that the area that you grew up, you know, it was, you, you, you had a good childhood, you know, both of your parents yes. were, and remind me, did your mom stay home or did she work out of the home as well? Um, my parents actually got divorced when I was three and a half. Um, my dad had been in, been in Vietnam and really had a lot of PTSD. And so my mom um, left my dad and raised me and was a community college professor over at Northern Virginia Community College. And I still, you know, stayed in touch with my dad and saw him, but I recently lost him. And so that was also another struggle with that turning 50 is like, wow, you're, you're starting to lose your parents or your parents are dying. And yet you're also raising teenagers and you're trying to get them applying to colleges. It was a lot all at once. A lot all at once. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hear you, my dad was in Vietnam and that was a tough, tough war, really tough war. Yeah. And for so many, um, you know, there, there's not enough resources, in, in my opinion, to help vets, uh, especially when they're coming back from war. We talk yeah. about pivoting out of, and, and, you know, part of my podcast, pivoting out of professional athletic support, you know, sports. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, a very, uh, and I don't want to say similar, but when you talk to vets, it's very, you know, you're in such a different world. So um, I commend, you know, that that's, it's, it, that's hard, but thank you, your, you know, for your dad to serving this country and, yeah. and being there. So, uh, I mean, we talk about this on the podcast a lot, and I know you've heard that, but when we have kids, there is something that changes us, you know, and it doesn't matter what kind of woman you are, what kind of man you are, kids do change us. And a lot of times they change us for the better. There's always the little bumps where we're, we kind of have to find ourselves again. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, being in the corporate world and then leaving the corporate world is an adjustment. It's a pivot. And then raising kids, it's a pivot. And then when they get to that age, depending on where you are in your career or if you've stayed home with them, it's another pivot. So tell us a little bit about all those, I, I said pivot like 30 times, but <laughs> all those pivots that you did in your life as you were raising your boys. Yeah. And I felt like, um, in my 49th year, I was pivoting nonstop all day long, every day, trying to take care of my dad's cancer that he got from agent orange in Vietnam, trying to take care of three teenage boys who are suffering from, you know, the insecurities of being a teenager and being in high school, uh, running a business with my husband, trying to take care of lots of different buckets, wearing lots of different hats. And at the same time, I'm dealing with many neighbors and close girlfriends who had cancer. And it was a really tough time because they needed help, but they didn't even know how to help themselves, let alone answer our question of how can we help you? We want to help you. What can we do to help? And it was a constant question that I was struggling with in all those different buckets. How do you help the teenager? How do you help the cancer survivor? How do you help um, the dad that's dying? You feel very um, overwhelmed and there's, there isn't any way that I can be helping. Right. And, you know, uh, I'm actually approaching my 49th year and I can see when you have um, kids, you know, it's, it's, I, I hate to say this because it's funny when, when you have little kids, it's a challenge. And people, when you have little kids, they'll always say, wait, it gets even harder when they get older. And you're always like, what yeah. are you talking about? And I, yeah. I, you know, I hate doing that to moms because it's like, you know, why do you do that? But it is one of those things that people say to you. And it really is, it's just a different, I, I say when, when you have little kids, it's the strain of, um, always having to, you know, because they need you so much. So you kind of yes. lose yourself in, in always having to be there. They wake you up, they need you, you know, they don't know how to express their feelings. So you're trying to navigate those waters with little kids. And it's more of like an exhaustion, but like a physical, a little bit of a mental, but when they get older, 
it's more of a mental. Um, it's so mental. And it's right. It's not the physical. And it's, you know, we think about, you know, when we go back to our teen years and, you know, I think what, how I was a teenager and then think, okay, now I'm raising teens and the girlfriends, the boyfriends, you know, uh, getting their driver's license, you know, the social media, don't drink and drive. There's so many things for a parent to have to navigate. So you were navigating not only that, but you were navigating your father who was dying at Agent Orange. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I know my dad used to talk about that all the time. And again, this country didn't do enough for those for those, you know, vets that were exposed to Agent Orange, in my opinion. And then yep. you're dealing with neighbors. And I don't want to say dealing because sometimes dealing sounds like you know you, but you were you you wanted to be there for so many people. Yes. And you can tell when we get into what's your 50 people are going to feel your heart. And then they're going to go back and he- listen to this episode in the beginning and be like, wow, especially when you have a servant's heart and a giving heart, it mm-hmm. sometimes weighs on you a little bit more. So you have all these people kind of, you know, maybe not intentionally needing you, but because of who you are, you're putting yourself out there wanting to give them your support. Right. And I wanted to be Oprah Winfrey and I wanted to give everybody a, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. I wanted to comfort everybody and knowing that it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, but the world is really showing its true colors and that, you know, the teenagers are worried about the earth. They're worried about the climate crisis. They're worried about all the things that you turn on the social media and the news that are really depressing and scary, the food hunger. I mean, you could, you could go on and on with all the worries. And so a lot of kids, especially teenagers really feel like they're, we can't do anything to help. We can't, we can't give everyone an Oprah Winfrey car. We might as well just shut down and do nothing. Right. And so that's where, and I mean, it's so true because there is, you know, I was just actually with one of my, my teenagers at the orthodontist. And as we were going home, he was telling me about some, you know, news. Oh, did you hear this mom? Did you hear this? And I said to him, I don't love that. You know, all of this, where are you learning this? He's like, Oh, it's, you know, on my Instagram feed, but it's, it's like a, um, a music state. It's like a music, uh, I guess IG that he follows, but they also Mm -hmm. update you on, current events. And I'm like, right. I, you know, sometimes honey, there's, and I don't want to say I like to live in a bubble and not know, because that's not that, you know, sounds like I'm running for things, but sometimes there's it's safer. Well, and also the news puts spins on things. You don't know what's true, what's not true. And so I don't like to pollute my mind with things that it's like, well, wait a second, that news station says this, but this news station says that, well, what is the real truth? So I always like, if I need to know something or I want to know more about a news story, I will do my own research and I'll listen to both kind of news outlets or, you know, where, because you don't know. And it's like, you literally, it's so crazy. You're like, wait, I heard that story, but I heard it this way. Right. Well, and also the problem is they tell you the drama. They tell you the horrors. They tell you what is wrong and then they cut to the next clip. And I'm like, but wait, wait, what What can we be doing to help? There's got to be something we can be doing to help. So for my 50th birthday, I made a pledge that I was going to try and find 12 charities that I was going to help in the 50th year, one a month. And it was going to help 12 completely different things, be it babies, be it children, be it veterans, something that I was going to do. But I was going to do it in an increment of 50 to help each of those 12 charities. And that's where my life completely pivoted to a point of <laughs> ask, 
ask for something and the universe is going to show it to you. And man, did the universe show it to me. I love that. I love that. So yes, please tell us a little bit more about what's your 50 and how people can get involved. Okay. So my husband said, well, let me, it's your 50th birthday. I don't know what to get you as a gift. Let me do one of the 12 charities. I love all my socks. He wears all kinds of crazy fun socks with donuts and pizzas. And he he just, that's his favorite thing now. So he said, all right, I'm going to collect 50 pairs of socks and I'm going to give them to a men's shelter because the most needed, least donated item at shelters is socks. And think about it. We don't think about donating socks or our old jackets, our old pants, but the socks are going to keep them warm after a night in the rain and the ice and the snow. So we put it out on social media. It incredibly destroyed him to have to put it out there because he didn't want to have to ask, but man, he got 365 pairs of socks because people are like, Whoa, I can make a difference and send you a pair of socks. Absolutely. So my best friend, Melanie said, I want to join. I want to join. I am going to collect bras. I have two daughters. I have three sisters. We all have a bra that sits in the back of our drawer. We never wear it. It's perfectly good bra, but we never put it on. Why? Because we don't know what to do with it. So she said, ladies, empty out those bras in the back of your drawer. We're going to give them to a local charity that gives them to women who escape their abuser in the middle of the night. They go to a battered and abused shelter. When they run in the middle of the night, what are they not wearing? Their bra. Their bra. She was able to collect over 85 bras that are helping women. So then my book club girlfriend said, I want to help. I want to help. And so I found myself saying, okay, what's your 50 going to be? And the ideas and the solutions and the things that people did just floored me. They were so easy. Some of them were free, but they were making huge impacts. Um, cereal. How many times do you get asked for a donation for the food drive and you give them that can of asparagus that you thought you were going to serve at that fancy dinner party? The kids want cereal. Somebody donated 50 boxes of cereal. And the kids said, it's like opening the bag and seeing liquid gold inside. What kid doesn't want to see a box of cereal in their donated bag of groceries? It's, it's, limitless in what we can do to help. And it doesn't have to be overthought. It doesn't have to be an Oprah Winfrey car. It can be as simple as a box of 50 pencils. It can be 50 dog treats. You love dogs. It can be making the dog's lives a little bit more comfortable with a chew toy that you braid your old t-shirts or making dog food, little dog treats. It's, it's, overwhelmed me with what what people have come up with that are so easy, but make such big impacts. And it's fun. Right. I love that. Okay. So, I mean, again, I just like, you know, it was like, oh, my heart is just like, you know, so overwhelmed. And when I talked to you the first time, it was the same way. So (laughs) for the person that's listening and is like, okay, I love that, but I want to, I do want to donate socks or I love that idea about the bras. How can they find the local place? And is that something that you can help them do? So if they are like, okay, I have these ideas, but I don't know what to do with my ideas. Can they come to you and what's your 50 and can you help them with that? Can you explain that Absolutely. side? Absolutely. I love being able to research it and find the different opportunities. There are so, there are 1.5 million 1.5 million in just the United States of nonprofits and charities and churches and synagogues who are trying to get the basics to human beings. If you do a search, let's say you want to help um, 
babies. What do babies need? They need diapers. They need wipes. Uh, let's say you want to help dogs. Call your local animal shelter. Call your lo local foster program. Um, I am here to help. I'm here to answer questions and I can walk you through the steps. A lot of people make an Amazon wish list. They do it from the comfort of their own couch. They say, I want 50 toys for children who are stuck in a hospital bed. And they send the toys directly to your home. You load them up in your car, you take them up to the local hospital and the hospital's thrilled, the children are thrilled. And you go, man, that was pretty easy. And I just entertained possibly 50, if not more kids who are isolated in their bed. Right. Which is so, so beautiful. Easy. And the other thing that I loved that we talked about. So anyone that's listening that has teens or anyone that's listening that they're, you know, I know confirmation season's over, but there's many times that we have to, and I ran into this. So I, we didn't realize my oldest, there was, you know, um, a certain amount of hours he had to do community service. And I feel like we are always doing something good, but we weren't writing it down. And then all of a sudden we had to fill this paper out. And I was like, shoot, okay, I know we donated this. I know. And then we were thinking about it and I said, we need to be organized. There has to be something out there. And then that's when, you know, Kristen and I um, met and Riley put us in touch. So thank you, Riley. Um, yes. Thank you, Riley. So that was what was really special. Cause you said, this is something that can be introduced, you know, to the teens. Hey, what do yes. you love? And so you were you know, saying to me, like, my kids love sports or the pencil. Can you explain to me um, and, and tell that story again about the pencils that, you know, your, your county is a wealthy county and you were kind of looking about the pencils and then, and if you continue that story. Um, yeah. So uh, it's um, Montgomery County is ranked in the top 20 wealthiest counties in the country. And I reached out to some local teachers because teachers, you know, they love to help their kids. And I said, if you could have anything, what would you want to be able to give these children? And she said, pencils, pencils and crayons. Can you give me 50 Ziploc baggies with two sharpened pencils and a box of crayons in each baggie? And I was like, wait, I don't understand. Were pencils, they're a dime a dozen. And she said, most of the children in our school, which is a title one school, do not own a pencil or a piece of paper at home. Therefore they can't get their homework done. And it just it shocked me. I'm like, are you kidding me? They don't, we're not in a third world country. We're right here outside of Washington, DC. And she said, they're not allowed to take home the pencils from the school. It's school property. But by giving these pencils, they were able to get their homework done. And I had many, many teachers confirm for me when during the zoom year and a half of COVID, these kids sat and looked at her and weren't able to do any of the work from their homes. And they're like, okay, go get a piece of paper. We need to write this down. And they said, we, we don't own school supplies. And it's as simple as pencils and crayons to a local school. And maybe you do live in an affluent community and maybe your school does have plenty of supplies, but call the next county over, call that local hospital, call that local charity. They want to help these people and they don't want you to have to do anything other than donate simple items that can make a huge impact. Right. And then you can put those on the list and it's, and this is the thing. So for my son, when we were doing it, I was like, okay, I'm thinking of the stuff. This is kind of defeating the purpose, right? This is supposed to be something. And he yeah. does, you know, he's like, mom, I, you know, I, I donate, you know, donate my time for the wrestling program. Oh wait, that was the year before because then COVID, you know, it was hard for, to do, right. 
to, to go give yourself hours, but these are things that he could have done if we knew. And then we weren't scrambling at the end feeling kind of shitty because it was like, well, wait, this is like, you know, we do do charitable stuff, but we didn't write it down. I don't remember. Oh, that was last year. And he's like, I don't want to put something down. That was the year before. And I'm like, okay, you're right. And I like that you're being honest about this, but let's think about this. So if we knew about things that we actually physically didn't have to be there and it, it wasn't anything other than a little bit of time and a little bit of money, we could do it. But as you said, if it's not that you don't have the money, you could do things that are handmade and it's just a little bit of time. I mean, the fact that we all, you know, most of us have social media, we can put something out there and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. And I love that idea. And that's something that the kids can do with, you know, some kids, especially younger kids can do with parents help. And so I think it's, it's brilliant. And kids want to help. Kids want to make the world a better place. They just need a little bit of guidance. Um, Operation Gratitude, they send letters to veterans, active military. And my children, we all sat down as a family and we said, okay, let's write some letters. And my son was writing knock-knock jokes and little um, jokes, guess what the whatever. And he would take a sticky note and cover the part with the answer. And he would say, when you want to find out the answer, peel this away. And it was fun. Uh, One night we made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we took them over to the local shelter that feeds the homeless. It's showing them that we all have the capability to make our world a better place. And it's simple rungs on a ladder that can make the difference. We don't have to reach for the, we got to build a habitat house or we got to go to the football game and donate a can of beans. There's so many things that we have in our day-to-day lives that we could be doing that can make a huge impact. And that's what these kids want to learn. And I love that. So if they want to go, they can go over to whatsyour50.com and they can read a little bit more about that because and give us a little bit. So if they go to the website, what what is there that they can find? Okay. So the first one I talk about is the Facebook group page. So the group page allows anybody and everyone to add what they have done. And there are people all in like nine or 10 different states now who are adding the different stories of the things that they did. My friend Jen Pepe is down in Florida. She's a middle school teacher and she she collected socks and pajamas and toys for kids in the local hospital down the street from her middle school. Um, another woman said, do you realize that all our pill bottles don't need to be thrown in recycling? They can go to a local animal shelter. Just peel your label off so you don't tell all your identification information. Um, the animal um shelters will buy large quantities of medicine and then want to put it in an individual bottles. And by donating all your bottles, you're saving the planet. So there's a lot of ideas on the Facebook group page. What's your 50 group page? And then the website, I just try to break it down into different categories of, do you want to help the elderly? Do you want to help the earth? Do you want to help um, save the dolphins? I mean, there's so many different categories of how you can help. I love that. I love that. So when they go over to Facebook, they can go and, and request access to the group because it is a private group, yes. right? Nope. It's not private. It's not private. Okay. So they can go. Nope. Anybody can just sign up. Okay. So that's great. So yeah. you guys, and if they yeah. don't have Facebook, so if they're not on social media, really going to the website and, you know, looking through and they can contact you through there if they have questions, correct? Yep. And they can um, send me an email and I can walk them through it. I can get them a phone call. A lot of people are very intimidated by the idea of helping for whatever reason, helping is a taboo discussion for some reason. And I am here to say that it's so fun. It's so easy. And once you do it, even once you get a little bit of a 
hi, like that was really cool. I made an impact. Um, there's a lot of, Af- just to give you a fun, cute little story. There's a bunch of Afghan refugees who've just arrived in the Washington DC area and they needed someone to take them grocery shopping. And I took an 18 year old girl grocery shopping yesterday. She spoke very, very limited English. And I had a very set list of groceries to help her buy. Let me tell you what, that girl reached for the Oreos, the Snickers bar, and at the checkout was like, <gasps> two packs of gum. Those three little items made such an impact on her life. She could care less that I was buying her milk and garlic and tomatoes. She just wanted two packs of gum and it made a huge impact. And it was all of 50 minutes in my day to take her grocery shopping. The things that people want and need to just feel seen and recognized and to give them a little skip in their day is it's really cool and it's really fun. And I love what you said there because it is when you help someone, you do get that high. It's like an, it's an adrenaline high and that is on purpose. <laughs> it's to yes. make you yes. feel good and then to do it again. So I love that you did. Now, how did you find out about the Afghan refugees that needed that? So I, I'm just constantly now obsessed with how does one help? And I'm looking for different charities and it's a local charity called Kind Works. And they say, hey, we have a new refugee family that's just arrived. It was a family of five. They had three young sons. They'd been on a journey for five months. They were put into an apartment with nothing. The apartment had nothing and they were sleeping on a carpeted floor with nothing. And I delivered their groceries and the little boys were jumping around saying, we live in a palace. We live in a palace. (laughs) And here I am crushed and devastated. And they see it as we're out of Afghanistan. We finally have an apartment. So then it was a matter of they needed 50 items to turn that empty apartment into a home. How about donating that set of plates that you have sitting in the back of your garage? How about donating that set of towels that were never being used? The items we have can be put to good use. It's just a matter of picking one of them or picking the charity and the simple word, ask. Just ask, hey, what do you guys need? What do you need that can make a difference? There's a famous um, quote by Mr. Rogers who said, um, when things are sad, his mom said, always go look for the helpers. When you see the helpers, you'll realize stuff is getting done. And so it's not as sad. And I'd like to add to that, go contact the helpers and say, hey, You're clearly helping. What do you need that can make a difference? Because maybe I can donate 50. Right. I love that. It's that easy. And then after someone does donate the 50, so that's what we would love for you guys to do. Anyone that's listening, think about that. Think about what you want to do. And if you have questions, you can reach out, you know, to Kristen, as she said, you can reach out and she can help you. But then we would love for you to post it on social media as well. Yes. Tag, you know, what's your 50 also in the Facebook group and you can find things. And really it is, again, as Kristen said, it's such a good feeling to be able to help. But not only that, it's also showing your kids, you know what, there's more than just us. There's a world out there Mm -hmm. that is less fortunate or needs more, or not only that, that, you know, just can benefit from what you're doing. And so it's going to, it's then going to raise a generation of kids and families to be able to help more. So I love so much what you're doing. I think it's brilliant. And I really, you know, thank Riley as she, you know, told me, I was like, oh, I, I need to meet this woman. This is amazing. 
because there's so many, as you said, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, I, I would love to help. I'm, I'm, you know, busy. I'm here. I'm running here. But as you, if you just sit and think and make it part of your day, it's just going to be one of those things. Just like when you start working out or you start eating healthy, if you do it more and more and more, it's just going to become more natural and it's not going to feel uncomfortable. And you're just going to get that high from helping others. Exactly. And so just to tell you one more story, I decided to donate blood. I'd never donated blood before. 50 minutes out of my day, at the end of 50 minutes, I was able to give blood to another human being to help save their life. That to me was one of the simplest, easiest, free right. 50 minutes of my life. And yet I'd never done it before for whatever reason. I don't know, just hadn't gotten around to it, but it made a huge impact. And I walked away going, man, that was addicting. That was really cool. Why would not do that again? So your 50 really can be anything for anyone. Just take a little bit of a moment out of your day to think, do I want to help a person, a place or a thing? What could I do in an increment of 50, 50 seconds, 50 cents, $50 or 50 items? It really makes a huge impact on our world. And don't overthink it. Don't stress about it. Anything and everything we have is going to be welcomed and appreciated by somebody else. I love that. I love that so much. So I do have to ask a question. Do you see 50? Is that like a number now that you see all the time? Like you just said, you gave 50 minutes of blood. Like, does that just happen? I mean, is it all over the place? All over the place, all over the place, everywhere I go, anything I see, I'm like, oh, there's another 50. There's another 50. There's another 50. It's so unbelievable. The things it's like whack-a-mole, the things that I see that are possibilities and, um, anyone and everyone that's, there's a farm that I happen to ask the farmer, uh, you're helping a lot to feed a lot of the hungry in the community. What if you were to get something in an increment of 50, what would you need? And he immediately was like, oh, 50 feet of fence, 50 gloves, 50 buckets, 50. Like he even saw it, like the possibilities of the items that we can be doing. 50 granola bars, 50. Um, we had a, a family shelter ask for bottles of glue. And we were like, glue, why do you need glue? Well, there's kids at the shelter. Guess what the kids want to make? Slime. Right. Just like all the other kids, they just wanted glue so the kids could be like regular human beings making that it's, it's just overwhelming the items and things that people need that, um, we take for granted. And I see it in my day to day now, toothbrushes and toothpaste, lotion, um, deodorant, it, light right? bulbs, I'm sure I'm right. deodorant, batteries, um, anything and everything that we take for granted is going to be needed and appreciated by somebody. It's just a matter of asking and not kindness dumping. So don't just go, Ooh, I have 50 prom dresses that I have saved up over the years for my daughters and I'm never going to wear them. And I am going to go drop them off at the women's battered and abuse shelter down the street. Ta-da! No, do not dump it's a kindness dump. Then they have to figure out what the heck to do with right. them. Ask first, find out what somebody needs and ask specifically, would it be okay if I donated it? And chances are they'd, they'd love to have it. And that's so smart that you said, always ask. And that's where this podcast, this is what I believe in questions, right? There, you could be one yes. question away from a different life. You could be one question away from helping an organization or a person. You just have to ask. And sometimes it's uncomfortable to ask, but that uncomfortable, uh, that uncomfortable feeling is going to last for a second. And then when mm -hmm. you go to help, 
it's going to last a lifetime of the feelings that you're getting when you know that you're helping someone, when you're showing your family, you know what, there's more to this. We can help in this way and in that way. So I, I love what you're doing with what's your 50. I think it's brilliant. I thank love you, how it you. came about and, um, I, I can't wait to continue to follow and see what the listeners, what they do with what's your 50. I can't wait to, I told you this last time that once we get on the podcast, I'm going to be also getting my kids to be like, okay, let's do what's your 50. We've already been talking about it. And, and it's just, as Yay. you said, there's so many things, there's so many like used, you know, used items. I know that I'll have cleats that are kind of not, you know, not myself, my, my kids will have cleats right. that maybe they grew out of too quickly. And usually I will donate it to a, you know, to some organization, but this is going to be where it can be very specific. Go to all the people around that, you know, and say, Hey, let's get 50 pairs of this. Let's get 50 pairs of yes. that and, and, and do it that way. So I think that's brilliant. And thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, wait, it's been uh, three and a half years now. We've completed over 360 projects across nine states. It's not me. It's just the people around me. And it's just simply asking the question, hey, what can we do to help? Because our world needs it. And if we don't get to started on doing it, who are we waiting for? Who are we expecting is going to make this world a better place? It's up to all of us. And that's what's really fun and cool about it, that we are making a difference. I love that. So what is your your 10 year plan for what's your 50 or five, I should say not 10 year. I don't know where I came with 10. What's your 50 year plan? <laughs> what, what is your five year plan for what's your 50? Um, I definitely need to figure out social media. I definitely need to work more on communicating these simple, easy ideas that people can, um, see them and understand them and not, um, I, I myself get over, um, insecure about trying to announce some of this stuff because, um, I'm still absorbing it. Cause some of it's really sad. Some of it, you have to really know the bad to understand the good. Um, so I want to be able to advertise these things in a fun way with, with, uh, a little bit of reality, um, in how I share it on social media. And that's where I'm, I'm struggling, but I would like to do some really major projects in getting 50 pounds of rice or 50, um, you know, big things, 50 washing machines or things that are really getting 50 people to sign um, a petition or 50 houses decorated for um, a different holiday other than Christmas. Just want to think big where, wherever that takes me. I'm not sure. I love that. I love that. Well, guys, definitely go over to what's your 50.com or what's dot your dot 50 on IG. And then the Facebook page, what's your 50 is where you guys can get involved. So thank you so much, Kristen, for being here on your next stop guys. You know what to do. If you like what you heard, please rate review and share. But what do I say? Every single episode, you might be listening and think, Oh, I do a lot of charity. That's not something I need to add extra because you already are doing things. But does your neighbor does your sister, does your mother, does your father, mm -hmm. does your kids, there's someone that needs to hear this episode because it's going to make a difference in their life. And when they make a difference in their life, it's going to then trickle down to other people. So I want you to share this episode with as many people you can and get involved. Let's do what's your 50. Let's do 50. this. Let's do this. Yeah. 50 people. <laughs> yes. Share it with 50 people. I love that. I share it with 50. So again, Kristen, thank you so much for joining your next stop. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we will see you next week with another person that has followed a passion and has changed other people's lives. Let's do this. 
I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 